0: You're listening to the Outlandish Outcasts
1: podcast.
0: Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host Al. With me, as always, is Desi. How are you doing today, Desi? Doing. Just doing okay.
1: Just
0: I okay. Guess. Okay.
1: I could be better, but you know that wedding last weekend killed me.
0: Yes, yes. It feels a little weird. We had a couple of uh, episodes saved up, so we haven't recorded in a little while. So
1: this is true. feels a little weird.
0: because I was making a cake. Mic.
1: If people don't know, I make awesome, amazing cakes.
0: Yes, but don't ever ask her to make one because she'll don't. say yes. And oh my God.
1: <laughs> I've said after this, I'm done. I'm done unless it's for family. It
0: was a beautiful wedding cake though.
1: It was. I'm proud of myself.
0: Anyway, um, should we just jump right in?
1: I guess so. All Why right. not?
0: I think I'm gonna go first. You think? I think so.
1: You think? I think so. Mm.
0: This one's a little weird for me. It's uh, you know I'm not talking about anything spooky, nothing really strange or weird.
1: I like weird. Weird's good. Uh,
0: but I'm not talking about any of those things for my first but story. But you said
1: this is a little weird.
0: No, it's a weird for me. Because it's you not talk weird. about
1: celebrities. That's weird. Well, it's for not you. really about
0: it. okay, I guess you could consider this thing a celebrity, maybe. I don't know.
1: Are you talking about celebrities?
0: No, I'm not talking about celebrities. <laughs> oh. I am talking about um, Titus, who is a gorilla from the Volcanoes National Park in Rwanda.
1: Hmm.
0: This is a gorilla that was observed for his entire life from um, basically from birth to death.
1: I wonder if he always felt like somebody was watching him. Maybe from I a don't distance. Know. I don't know. What a creepy feeling. It, that p- kind of would her be. But poor animal.
0: Anyway, let me get on to tell you a little bit about Titus. Okay. Um, he was born on uh, August twenty fourth, nineteen seventy four, um, and named by a gorilla researcher, Kelly Stewart. Um, she was observing his group at the time, um, and, so, and and witnessed the him being born. Aww. Um, when he was four years old, uh, a blackback male joined his troop. Um, he was named Beats Me by <laughs> Diane Fossey.
1: Did he beat Titus?
0: Uh, no. Um, somebody had asked uh, Diane Fossey um, what that gorilla's name was, Beats and she me. said Beats Me. So <laughs> that became his name. That totally became this other gorilla's name. Um, shortly afterwards, Titus's father and the dominant silverback, Uncle Bert. Uh, were killed by poachers. Um, Beats Me attempted to take control of the troop, killing the infant daughter of its dominant female. (gasps) However, the blackbacks were rejected. That's
1: so sad.
0: And all the females left.
1: Well, I would have too. They took Stan. They took their bras off. Good for them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Titus and Beats Me, who seemed to have formed a bond, then became the nucleus of a very unstable bachelor group of gorillas. Uh, this troop was without any females for eight years.
1: I was gonna say, how did they? Did they? Okay, keep going.
0: During which time they were observed engage, engaging in homosexual behavior.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: when females did eventually join the troop, uh, Beats Me, who was now a fully grown uh, silverback, drove off all of the other males except Titus, and uh, he and Beats Me became the dominant male of the of the group. Uh, Titus, still a blackback, remained subordinate to Beats Me for six years. However, during this time, he mated covertly with the troop's females. Hmm. So he didn't want Beats Me knowing he was mating with the females. Um, DNA analysis did show that he sired his first offspring by the group's dominant female in 1985. (laughs) This is the youngest recording siring by a gorilla. Um, In 1991, he matured to a silverback and Titus began asserting his dominance over the other males in the troop. And about a year later, at age 18, he displaced Beatsme as a dominant male. Uh, Beatsme remained in the troop as Titus's subordinate until his death in 2001. Now, uh, Titus sired more children than any other gorilla on record, and by 2004, controlled the largest known gorilla troop in the world. Thought that was kind of cool.
1: That is kind of cool.
0: Um, by age 30, however, his dominance was waning. Uh, he began regularly fighting with his silverback son. Um, he also was observed biting a female after she was caught mating with his son in secret. <laughs> oh! Uh, this behavior of him biting a female was noted by researchers as being odd because Titus had usually a calm leadership style. Um, in the spring- But
1: he was mad yeah. that she, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, the in the jealousy. Of, in the spring of 2007, uh, Titus led his troop to the peak of a volcanic mountain. The low temperature at that altitude threatened the younger members of the group, and as Titus lingered there, um, Titus's son made a bid for dominance. Uh, he successfully displaced Titus and then led the majority of the troop, including most of the sexually m- mature females and their offspring, away from the mountains. Uh, Titus did not resist, but was w- not willing to give up his dominant position. So the troop was split. Hmm. Uh, some of the older females, including the dominant female, um, her name was Tuck, uh, and their infants remained with Titus, as did the young silver, a young silverback named Tuyzuri. Yeah, I probably butchered that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you better than I would have we all know this <laughs> <laughs> in
0: 2009 a new chi- uh, challenger emerged when Titus's 17 year old son Rano who had not been seen for two years returned to the group uh stressed by Rano's presence Titus and his followers fled in an attempt to throw Rano off um but weakened by the lack of rest and from an infected wound caused by an earlier encounter uh Titus soon started to show signs of illness. Uh, after more than 10 days, the group finally settled down uh, with Rano among them, but Titus was exhausted and very ill. On September 24th, 2009, he died at the age of 35.
1: Aww.
0: I, just, I was absolutely fascinated. The story caught my eye on Reddit, and it was just a little headline. It was a headline about... About homosexual activity in gorillas. That's like,
1: well, of course, that's they what always caught have my that, that, that caught my mo- little eye. Catcher.
0: So then I dug in and did some research and started doing some reading, and it was just it blew my mind to see this relationships that were you know in this group of gorillas and how a lot of it resembled society today. And I thought it was kind of cool.
1: That's because gorillas, in my mind, are a lot like. Humans. Oh, of course they are. Of course they are.
0: But yeah, that was uh, and there was a uh, there was a uh, 2008 PBS Nature uh, documentary film called Titus the Gorilla King uh, that that discusses Titus's life as well. If you'd cool. like to check that out,
1: so Pretty that is my, my
0: my first story about Titus the gorilla. Little different for me, but I was fascinated by it.
1: It's a little different. It's like different. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> I like it when you started talking about gorillas. I was thinking Coco.
0: Oh yeah. So uh, anytime you mention a gorilla and people our age are going to think Coco. I'm
1: twenty three. Sure. Oh funny. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, well being this recording is set to record at at or released at is it six AM it's released. Yeah,
0: we usually release at six AM. Six AM
1: on Halloween. Oh
0: yeah, it'll be Halloween. Yeah. I didn't my, even think of that.
1: My theme for tonight, my whole theme. It's Halloween. Cool. Well, I shouldn't say it's it's not all about Halloween. Kind of wish I would have thought of that because <laughs> I'm the smart one of the two. Just so we all know this, you are. I am, really am. Sometimes I wonder how you survived until you met me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, mine is it's I got it from history dot com, but okay. it's Halloween 2019, but it's actually. Like the ancient origin history of okay. Halloween. Cool. And they don't really have. I just want to start off with saying this. They don't really have written documentation. They don't know if this is actually where it all mm-hmm. started. It's, but
0: but they what think they, they have a good have
1: idea. Have like in written written and it's what is written mm-hmm. isn't all even there. Okay, because it comes back from the Celts. Mm-hmm. So. Halloween, it dates back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Um, And this is about 2,000 years ago. So um, so as we know, Celtics, if you don't know who the Celtics are, I'm sure you all have heard of the dancers. The
0: people that play basketball in Boston.
1: No, they're the dancers (laughs) with the fast-moving, creepy legs where it looks like they're going to take off and dart out and their upper okay. body is going to stay further behind. Yep. So yes. Anyways, um. So this area is actually Ireland, United Kingdom, and Northern France. So it's like a whole area bigger than Ireland. Mm-hmm. But when I think of Celtic people, I think of Ireland. Anyways, outside of that, um. So this day, the Samhain, is marked as the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark or cold winter. Um, and is often associated with the human death. So on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when they believed the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. Okay. So by 43 AD, Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory. In the course of the 400 years, they ruled the Celtic lands— Two festivals of the Ro- Roman origins were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. Um, the first was Verilia. This is where I start saying all <laughs> the things wrong. Um, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. Okay. And then the second was the day in to honor Pomona, uh, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And the symbol of Pomona is the apple. So this is where people believe the bobbing for apples come in. Okay. So not saying that's where it is, but this is yeah. where the article believes. Very,
0: very well could be, obviously, if there's, if there's some kind of history there.
1: So then we're going fast forward to the 19th century. The influence of Christianity had spread into the Celtic lands, and they were gradually blended with um, older Celtic rites, and in 1080, the church made November second All Souls Day. Okay. Because, w- as we know, November first is All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this was believed to be that the church was attempting to uh, replace the festival that the Celtics had. Okay. So. With this day, they did the bonfires, dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. All Saints Day celebration um, was also known as Hallows or All Hallows Hallows Mass. Okay. M-A-S, like Christmas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mid-English, it's meaning All Saints Day. Hmm. So, So that was kind of funny how that even worked out. But then... Um, the night before a traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows' Eve and eventually Halloween. Okay. So now we're going to fast forward a little more (laughs) to Americas.
0: So like for All Hallows' Eve way back then, they weren't dressing up and going trick-or-treating, were they?
1: No, and they didn't call it Halloween. It was All Hallows' Eve. Okay. So... Uh, The celebration of Halloween was eventually limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief system there. And then Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. Okay. So the colonial Halloween festivals all featured the telling of ghost stories, mischief-making of all kinds. And then by the mid-19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants, uh, the new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish that were fleeing from the po- the Irish potato famine, mm-hmm. uh, helped to popularize, popularize, funny that I got that word <laughs> wrong out of all these other ones, the celebration of Halloween. Cool. So with all that, I mean, there's so much more to the story, but that pretty much gives the background.
0: It, it's kind of funny how this celebration that... Um, happens for a reason way back when. Then this new country is founded here and some people bring a celebration over here that's similar and now it has completely spread and is celebrated nationwide by every culture just about in the country.
1: Well, it's funny because my last story that I'm going to do, it doesn't really tie in with this, but what you just said it's kind of like what my last story is going to be in regards to how different cultural beliefs will mm-hmm. eventually bleed into others and sometimes you just don't know why exactly mm-hmm. you are celebrating this stuff or where it came from just because it's been handed down from generation yeah. to generation. Mm-hmm. So
0: and handed down from generation to generation and, and and eventually got into the hands of corporate America <laughs> which will popularize <laughs> anything to make a buck. <laughs>
1: Happy Valentine's Day everyone.
0: <laughs> exactly. Candy? Exactly. I, always a good reason to buy some candy,
1: you know. It's not chocolate, but.
0: Yeah, I like chocolate. Yeah. Mm, I know you
1: don't. If there's caramel in the middle, I might eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be more caramel than chocolate ratio, though.
0: I was watching a cooking challenge today, and some one of the um, ingredients they had to use in this challenge was uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. And I some make
1: my own. Somebody oh, no, i thinking Reese's pieces.
0: took the insides out, the peanut butter portion out, and they used that and sautéed that with their meat.
1: Sautéed? Like,
0: it was really weird, but I guess it, the judges said it was really good.
1: I don't Everybody know. likes peanut butter and stuff, and I don't even like peanut butter either.
0: I'm not a huge peanut butter fan, but I don't hate peanut butter. So not I
1: really. will eat it once in a great blue moon. I do crave it every now and then, mm-hmm. but it's very often. When I crave it, I usually grab a spoon I scoop the peanut butter out. Eat some peanut butter. Eat it. And I went, yep, done. Over it. <laughs> yeah. Over it. Or I buy a little bag of Reese's Pieces, Yeah. And I haven't done that in a long time. Hmm. So it's usually grabbing the jar and doing that. Cool, cool.
0: All right. My next story. Um, before I even talk about what I'm going to talk about, the first thing I would like to say is the name of what I'm going to talk about is offensive. Desiree. I find it offensive. Really? Some people would not find it offensive. I probably don't. I find the name of what I'm going to talk about to be offensive. I just want to get that out there. I'm not doing this story because I think this is a great thing.
1: Now. I'm uh, You know how <clears throat> I am about controversial stuff know, on know, here. I know, I know.
0: Um, in the 1950s and 60s, the Canadian government um, gave uh, a grant to Frank Robert Wake... And this grant was to develop a machine that he developed. The machine he developed was called the Fruit Machine.
1: Fruit Loom Maker? No. Oh, okay. We're the, not talking about underwear. The
0: purpose of the machine was to identify homosexual men in the Canadian government.
1: What? Yes. Oh, my God.
0: So I know people say they have gaydar. Well, they developed a machine.
1: That's where that came this. from.
0: This machine, what it did was the subjects were made to view pornography, gay pornography, and the device would measure the diameter of their pupils while they were watching it to find out if they, were, if they had gotten an erotic response. Bored out response. of it
1: out of their mind, yes. or...
0: Yes. Uh, the fruit machine was employed in Canada in the 50s and 60s uh, during a campaign to eliminate all gay men from civil service.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, the
0: Royal Canadian Mounted Police and the military. Um, a substantial number of workers did lose their jobs, unfortunately. Um, although the <laughs> p- funding... i to f- help
1: build this, and I've just lost my job. Uh,
0: although funding for the Fruit Machine Project was cut off in the late 60s, uh, investigations continued, and the RCMP collected files on over 9,000 suspected gay people. Like, it's something wrong with that.
1: There is nothing wrong. Of course, there's game nothing game. wrong with
0: that. Um, the chair employed. Uh, oh, the chair that was used during this machine kind of resembled the chair that was used by a, a dentist. and um, had a pulley with a camera that was going towards the pupils in a black box located in front of it that displayed pictures. This just it made me mad. It, I mean, it didn't doesn't surprise me. This was the 50s and 60s. And well,
1: yeah, they put you in psych wards for it or you went to counseling because you need a God.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which It's is...
1: not a mental disorder, and I'm sure we're probably now losing listeners over this, but well, I really don't care I'm not... because I'm for it doesn't affect my personal life. If that's what makes you truly happy, that's what makes you truly happy.
0: The... Uh... The whole idea of the study was, or the machine was based on a study by a, an American university professor. professor. Uh, he did a study where he measured the sizes of subjects' pupils as they walked through the aisles of grocery stores. Just, oh it just drives God. me nuts just reading this. Uh, but I just couldn't pass it up that, you know, somebody developed a machine. I'm not saying the machine worked, that it was a machine that should I have never been developed. It. There
1: are so many things and, with that that could have been well, of course, screwed. Like of course. if your eyes didn't dilate, what if somebody was like zoned out because they're having so many personal issues on top of it and really were not mm-hmm. gay either. And you you
0: want to know a good way to get my eyes to do some weird dilation? Um, Put me in a chair with a light shining in my eye, looking at a screen, <laughs> You know, your eyes are going to do all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> Anyway, this is a quick one. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. I just wanted to let everybody know that this existed out there and it's gross. The machine is gross.
1: It's, yeah, it's back in those days. Thank God it's gone. Yes. It's gone. Yes. Let history learn. I agree. Okay, so mine has nothing to do with love.
0: Nothing to do with love. No. But you're talking about the hallo- the the holiday of love. Oh, wait, no. We're talking about Halloween. That's right. We're on,
1: <laughs> we're on Halloween, not Valentine's Day. Okay. So mine, my next story is the history of witches. Ooh,
0: witches.
1: And it's just kind of a brief, brief little thing. Again, like my Halloween thing. Okay, I have a lot more highlighted on this one. <laughs> 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 but I have always found witch hunts kind of really interesting, but usually when it's something that you know is just so wrong, it's almost like the mm-hmm. Holocaust. Yep. It's like, how could that happen? It it just intrigues me more.
0: I, I 100% agree. I I haven't looked into this subject in a long time, but when I was in high school, when I was a senior in high school, I was obsessed with it for a while. Um, There was a period of time where I was in a play that focused on witch hunts. And
1: you're touching on my last story too, again.
0: And <laughs> during that time and learning what I learned being in this play, I got, was really intrigued. And I kind of dug in
1: and tried Is it to... with William Shakespeare. No, it wasn't just had to check. I wanted to see if you held up a skull. No. Oh. Okay. So, uh, witches, they are perceived as evil beings by early Christians in Europe, inspiring the iconic Halloween figure. So, that's how it ties in with Halloween. Okay. Um, early witches are people who practice witchcraft, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> using magic spells and calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change. Most witches are thought to be pagans doing the devil's work. Many, however, are simply natural hero- healers or so-called wise women who choose or er, Whose choice of profession was misunderstood back in those days. Okay. Um. It's unclear exactly when witches came on the historical scene, um, but one of the earliest records of a of a witch is in the Bible. How okay. funny is that? Interesting. So that I didn't actually I didn't, know. I was not aware of. That. I, w- I kept reading through this. I'm like, was her name Tabitha? Because <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha is in the Bible, mm-hmm. and Tabitha is um, Samantha's daughter mm-hmm. on bewitched yes. so i'm like i wonder i wonder but that wasn't the case my sister did not derive from a whip witch in the bible <laughs> that's how i knew her as name far was as in we, the bible as far as we know <laughs> so what nothing <laughs> you said it so yeah. um which hysteria really took hold in in europe during the 1400s when Many accused witches confessed often under torture uh, to a variety of wicked behaviors. So single women, widows and other women were on the the merge of society where were especially like targeted. Mm-hmm. So um, and I remember watching a documentary on this a while ago where it was like this very powerful man was into one of his servants. She started this love fest with this guy. He was jealous of it. And even though they didn't have a relationship, Mm -hmm. he made her a witch and had her killed off because of stuff like that. So it's just... And it's funny how society can say something. And because people have so much fear... They just go with it. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, is that can backfire on you because next thing, you could be a witch.
0: Yes, it can so, definitely can happen that way.
1: So people really need to start thinking about these things. Don't let fear control you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, between 1500 and the 1660s, up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe. Holy about cow. 80% of them were women. So... Clearly, men, were, men included were included on this. Yep. So, witches and warlocks. Uh, the publication, and this is where I'm going to say it probably wrong Malleus Maleficarium. Okay. It's Latin, um, which comes to the Hammer of Witches, is the translation. Okay. Um, was written in 1486, and this likely sp- it spurred the witch mania to go viral. Okay. So, it was the second most popular book book written in its time mm-hmm. um, for a hundred years Holy the bible cow. was the first one so. Holy cow. so now we are going into the salem witch trials um because this hysteria in england kind of died down a little bit after mm-hmm. that time but then we come over here um a witch hysteria deceased in europe and then in the new world um from wars between french and british smallpox academic and the ongoing fear of attacks from the neighboring Native American tribes. This tense atmosphere was, it mm-hmm. more or less was a scapegoat. Yeah, needed to something have to. This. So it needed a release of some yep. sort. So behold, Salem witch trials. Um, they began when the nine year old Elizabeth, I'm assuming Paris has two R's in there, and 11 year old Gabrielle Williams uh, began suffering from bits or fits, body contortions, and uncontrolled screaming. And today it is believed that they were poisoned by a fungus that caused the spasms and delusions. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder what kind of fungus it is. So I may end up researching that for this show for a future Mm. episode. You never know.
0: That would be interesting.
1: Um, More young women began to exhibit symptoms. Mass hysteria ensured that three women were accused of witchcraft. Sarah Good... Sarah Osborne, and uh, I'm going to end up saying this name wrong. Titaboo? It's Tituba. Tituba. Oh, look at that. Tituba. There
0: were also characters in the play that I was in. I was in a version ah, of The Crucible.
1: Okay. So, and Tituba was an enslaved woman owned by the Paris family. Mm-hmm. So Tituba confessed to being a witch and began accusing others of using black magic. So, didn't Sound like she was actually killed in all of this because she was the one pointing the finger saying which, which, which. Um, unfortunately, around 150 people were accused. Um, only eighteen were put to death. That's still a large number. Still, but only eighteen out of the hundred and fifteen. Innocent people were yes, put to death. Six men were also convicted uh, like, and executed. So could um, you
0: could you imagine if uh, in the climate we live in today where people who don't agree with each other on things can't usually talk it out. Could you imagine if there was a scapegoat as easy as you're a witch?
1: There like, is scapegoats I mean, it happened. now. There is
0: now, but I, I mean.
1: We have this stuff still going on. We do. They're not witch hunts, though, even though they are a witch hunt. Yes, yes. So it's just people looking to release their anger inside on something else because they think they're angry on this. Mm-hmm. So anyways.
0: and and unfortunately in in this case as well um you know a lot of times they t- they go after um a group of people who are typically less advantaged than they are you know what i mean like i mean most of the witch- vulnerable. vulnerable single women who you know, it was well, I it's had mentioned
1: earlier single women, widows, mm-hmm. old women who, who lost didn't. their husband and they have nothing, they didn't
0: have anybody to defend them anymore, and they were kind of on their women own. Women
1: did not have a voice back in the day, yep. so um, are witches real? Well, depending on what kind of witch we're talking about mm-hmm. here, um, one of the most famous witches in Virginia's history was Grace Sherwood. Um, she was brought to trial in 1706. The court decided to use a controversial water test to determine her guilt or innocence. This kind of bothered me a reading water this. water test? I've heard about this too, and I think it was because I watched on Netflix. They have Salem, mm-hmm. I think it is. And this was one of... Maybe it wasn't that show. I've watched a lot of stuff on mm-hmm. this, and I knew... I bet it was that documentary I watched with it. Um, one of the tests is... If you bound somebody's hands and okay. their ankles and mm-hmm. you throw them in the water, if they sink, they're not a witch. Oh my god! So if you're not a witch, you're gonna die. If you are a witch, are you're, a gonna witch float. you're gonna float. Well, they're most put people you to know death. how to float because yeah. you know what? I can float without it's using my hands hard. or my legs. It's just being able to stay calm
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: not panic. Like oh. Anyways, um. She was a witch. <laughs> she floated. <laughs> um she wasn't killed but put in prison for 8 years. Holy cow. Um so after this whole thing though an article supposedly written by Ben Franklin about a witch trial in New Jersey was published. Okay, it wasn't right after this. It was in 19 or 1730 okay. in the Pennsylvania Gazette. Um, It brought to light the ridiculousness of some witchcraft accusations. It wasn't long before witch mania died down in the new world and laws were passed to help protect people from being wrongly accused and convicted.
0: That's good.
1: So, yes. Although, even though that has passed, people in the United States, among other countries, Mm -hmm. people are being killed still for the same thing. I'm sure. So... Um, But the thing, the Book of Shadows, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, No. It's a modern day thing. Um, Modern day witches of the Western world still struggle to shake their historical stereotype. Most practice Wicca. I'm sure you've Mm -hmm. heard of that. Yes. Um, An official religion in the United States and Canada. Wiccans avoid evil and the appearance of evil at all costs. Their motto is harm no one Mm -hmm. or harm none. Um, and they strive to live peaceful, tolerant, balanced lives In tune with nature and humanity So to me it's a lot like I mean they do chants and mm-hmm. everything else But everything is It's to try to help others yeah. So Yeah. Hmm. So that's the origin of witches Cool
0: Cool That brought back up, Just hearing the story brought back a lot of memories from from high school
1: I'm sure my next one will bring up more Maybe not But you know <laughs> probably not from high school
0: my next story is a little it's my comic relief for the day Um, maybe
1: i should have started because comic relief would have been good at the end
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it uh i when i read this story the other day i wanted to run home and tell you about it i don't even think you i don't even know if you'll be interested in it it to me but i'm like i want to tell you about this thing and i can't
1: and i can't and i'm like why even bring it up? This Why are you telling me this? Stop absolute, saying stuff like that. I don't do that to you. I okay, know. I might well, do that you to do you, sometimes. but don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, this is a story. Um, I got it off, uh, off the BBC. Um, and it's a story from China.
1: BBC from China.
0: Uh, BBC story from China. Okay. Yes. Um, a group of hitmen. Have been jailed.
1: Sounds comical to me.
0: Uh, yeah, a group of hitmen went to jail in China. That that that's that's the the most of the story. It's really all you need to know. But <laughs> <anyway>. funny. <laughs> um, this story dates back to two thousand thirteen, and I am going to butcher a bunch of names here, just Ooh. so you know. In two thousand thirteen, uh, Mister Wei took legal action against Mister Tan. Um, this has been uh, the Nanning Intermediate People's Court had reported this on their website, so that's where BBC's getting it from. Um, scared of losing money fighting a lengthy court case, uh, Mr. Tan contracted a hitman, Z Gungan.
1: Not all those letters are meant to be pronounced. I know, but whatever.
0: He offered him... Uh, a, a $282,000 approximately to kill Mr. Wei.
1: It's not worth it.
0: Um, he accepted the job, but shortly afterwards decided, you know, he didn't want to do the job. So he contracted uh, Mo Tanzang to, to kill it for Mr. Wei. To $150,000. Exactly, to do it for a little less, about half actually. Um, um, Mo accepted the job. And then um, he actually renegotiated that he'd get more on the back end once the killing was done. Um, but Mo didn't want to do it.
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> so he contracted with another man, Yang Kangsgren, um, to carry out the killing for you know about half of the money that that was person was supposed to be paid. Um, Yang Kangsgren then offered another hitman, <laughs> Yang Gunshin.
1: Oh my goodness! Oh <laughs> to my assassinate goodness.
0: Mr. Wei, um, with a bonus of it was going to give him a bonus of like an extra hundred thousand dollars after completion. Like that's what they all seem to be saying now. Um, finally, the chain came to an end when Yang Gung Shen offered a fifth hitman, Lang Sanai, a, a little less to kill Mr. Wei. Now, instead of carrying out the murder, Lang or Ling, his name is Ling, sorry, Uh, met up with Mr. Wei in a cafe, (laughs) told him there was a hit on him, and proposed a plan.
1: Fake his death.
0: (laughs) The two of them faked. They bound Mr. Wei, uh, posed and gagged him, took photos, and (laughs) Ling took the photos back to the person who hired him, but then decided he should report it to the police, too. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> He gosh. reported it to the police. And every one of them, except for the last guy in the chain and the guy who was supposed to die, is uh, going to jail. Um, the first guy in the chain got seven years, five, then five years, then three years, and then two years for everybody else.
1: So they got less time for the least amount of money they got?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I guess something like that. But absolutely. <sighs> I mean, talk about you know, taking a job and then not wanting to do it. So you get somebody to do it for you. And it just kept well, going on and on and on.
1: I'd want the money. Like I just seven people were somebody. contracted to
0: kill this guy. That's
1: ridiculous. That's ridiculous.
0: That's absolutely crazy. And then
1: for the last to guy. I was somebody did it for a thousand dollars. And then. <laughs> for
0: the last guy to be like, no, I'm just going to go tell the guy there's a hit on him and we'll cut, we'll split the money.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's horrible.
0: That's an amazing story out of China. Just nothing like a bunch of hitmen going to jail.
1: Isn't that lovely?
0: It is lovely.
1: <laughs> well, if there's ever a hit it. on me, I hope somebody like tells me and will pretend I, the fake my death and split the money. Yeah, I can handle. If anybody the money. ever
0: asks me to kill you, I'll split the money with you.
1: I don't think they would <laughs> ask you. If anything, you'd put the hit on me.
0: Yeah. Maybe.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Fair warning, he won't give up the money. <laughs> Just saying. So my last story, I actually watched a video.
0: Ooh, a video.
1: hmm And it's a TED Talk. Okay. TED Ed.
0: Like, I like TED Talks. TED Ed Talk. I like TED Ed Talks.
1: So um, I actually was looking for superstitions and where they originated from. Okay. And I came across this Ted Ed talk and I'm like, heck yeah, because I like Ted talks because mm-hmm. I'm a dork like that. Um, so where do supersti- superstitions come from? Um, many superstitions are based on religion. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people know this, though. That would make um, sense. Like number 13. Mm-hmm. That is based on the Last Supper. Jesus dined with 12 disciples the night before being crucified, giving 13 people at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bad luck. So many yep. buildings skip the 13th floor because of this. Mm-hmm. And this is like in Europe and, and over here where we have Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where that comes from. Uh, many traditions come from religions that few people believe in or even remember. So, knocking on wood, for example, mm. um, this came from the Indo-Europeans, and or even maybe possibly before that religion. Okay. Um, it's believed that trees were homes to various spirits, so touching a tree would invoke the protection or spirit within. So you would knock on the wood.
0: I mean, I've done it and heard it my whole life, but I didn't re- never but realized there was a, like for a, the a spiritual protection. That's kind of cool.
1: And a lot of people don't because this is where we're in my first story and I had said there are things that mm-hmm. we believe in and we have no idea, no idea where why. it came from. Yeah. They're just taught to us. Huh. So sometimes you have to kind of take a step back and go, mm-hmm. where did this really come from? Yeah. So I remember being a little kid, driving down the road, black cat crossed the road. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And my mom stopped the car and went the long way home. Mm-hmm. And I was I like, had what a are you similar doing? With and my she's mom. like, you don't cross the path of a black cat. Mm-hmm. I tried to look that one up. That was way too long. There are so many different I origins for that or one. Or
0: walking under a ladder. Like my mom oh, freaked I that out one. when I walked under a ladder once and I'm like, what the meaning are you doing? Of that
1: one. That one I'll go through real quick cuz I was trying to find some outside of this even. Mm-hmm. Um but I ain't there yet. Okay. So many common superstitions today um, in countries like Russia and Ireland are thought to be remnants of the pagan religion that Christianity replaced. Um, But not all superstitions are religious or based on unfortunate coincidence. They're based on unfortunate coincidence or associations to things. So like in Italy... The fear of number 17, because I just found out 13 is actually a lucky number in Italy. Okay. I knew we were one of the only countries that view 13 as a bad luck number. Um, But Italy fears number 17 because the Roman numeral numbers, um, Mm X-V-I-I, can be rearranged to um, V-I-X-X-V-C, which means meaning of life has ended. Oh. So because of that.
0: Kind of a downer
1: which some people probably don't even realize that's where it comes from. Um, number four is still in Cantonese. The word itself, it sounds similar to the word death. Hmm. So in Cantonese, number four number is bad four luck is bad number. Luck.
0: That makes sense. Um,
1: Japanese, and Viet, like Japanese and Vietnamese mm-hmm. um, borrowed some of their language from Chinese numerals. So uh, number 14, what? Uh, one four must, and then four means or sounds similar to death because Cantonese apparently borrowed four okay. from that too, yeah, from Chinese. Um, so one four put together, when you put them together, it sounds like four death or must die. Okay. So, huh. um, so fourteen's a bad luck number there. Oh, there's a lot of bad luck numbers, like that. <laughs> but that's the end of my numbers. Um, as in theater. Oh, okay, Break a leg, so don't yeah, break th- a leg, never say good luck, one, never say good one. luck, okay, that's well. not the one I'm hitting on here. Okay. Um, so some do make sense, but because we've lost the origin of some of these, we mm-hmm. don't always understand where they're coming from. um, in the theater was were you allowed to whistle? No, do you know why? No, <laughs>
0: but I remember distinctly not being allowed to whistle,
1: so theaters back in the day use large backdrops raised and lowered by stagehands mm-hmm. who whistled to signal each other, oh. so, other so other people whistling could actually could cause an accident an accent. yeah so tabo- taboos like still exist long after mm-hmm. people started using the headsets hmm. so cool. so that just kind of stuck but you i figured you would have heard that yeah. but uh, but like break a leg yeah. that's another one yeah, too like so that had to do with the bad spirits I didn't really look that one up but I yeah
0: you want to you want to freak an actor that. out before they go on stage walk up to them and say good luck <laughs> it has something to
1: do with spirits or I yep. didn't really uh, yeah, get too I, I really much don't know the meaning behind it either but but it was because spirits if you say good luck they'd want to do harm to mm-hmm. you so because of that, that break a leg came in I didn't really read read on it yep. but I skimmed through it and I went this is way too long um 3 on a match.
0: I don't know that one.
1: So soldiers it's like 3 on a match so if you strike a match and you light three of like a cigarette mm-hmm. or something um it's bad luck. Oh. Um and this came from soldiers in a foxhole if you had lit a match too long it would draw attention, draw attention. to an enemy sniper. Yep. So you can never light three cigarettes with a match you could do two not three otherwise it was lit too long. Mm-hmm. Um So cultural habits, not belief. So no one is born knowing these things. We're told them growing up. Like I had mentioned my mom driving down the road, um, breaking a mirror, seven years, bad luck. I looked that one up because I was like, well, where did that one actually come from? And this actually has a longer thing than what I pulled up because it started with like water reflections. And I didn't really look into it, but where it really came is servants back in the day. Um, When mirrors first came out with the silver backing, it was an expensive thing. So common people didn't have these items. Yeah. Um, If you broke the mirror, it was seven years of no pay to replace the mirror. Uh
0: Oh, that makes a lot more sense than just some bad luck.
1: And then you brought the ladder. That was the other one I looked up um, through the Holy Trinity expression. um, Disbelief in the Trinity that one that walked under a ladder was with satan Mm. um performing such an act especially in these times um could have gotten one labeled as a witch and the act was extremely dangerous and it was because it was believed that like when the ladder was up against the house it formed a triangle so the three corners three corners
0: representing the holy trinity
1: but you walked through it Mm. so okay so you're crossing to the other side i'm a witch <laughs> <I> witch, <guess. laughs> witch, burn the witch
0: you know i read i almost brought it but it wasn't really long enough of a story and i don't usually like getting into religious things anyway but i read something this week um that they had found some new or some not new they found some old um writings from you know two thousand years ago and they retranslated some stuff and it it this researcher, anyway, believes that um, the mark of the beast being 666, they got the number wrong. <laughs> it's Is it six, 999? Six, it's 661, according to this researcher in this new these new uh, writings that he found. I just thought that was very interesting. <laughs> you know, as a kid growing up, I always heard about 666 and how it was bad and, you know, it just i th- found it very funny to read this and be like, you know what? These people could have had it wrong all this time. <laughs>
1: A lot of things could be wrong nowadays well, of course, because of it's just retranslated. Of course. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all we know, those numbers could be 657.
0: Yeah, for all we know the 309 oh, could have been just some lottery numbers somebody was using <laughs> one day. Who knows? Uh- <laughs> anyway, if uh, if you would like to suggest a story that we do or comment on any of the stories that we do, uh, just send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com.
1: Oh God, it's been so long; I don't remember any of this stuff.
0: Um, send it.
1: Did you just do the email? Email. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Facebook at Outlandish Outcasts Podcast, and you can find us on Instagram at Outlandish Outcasts
0: and Twitter at Outlandishcasts.
1: Yes. That's where we're the oddball out, even though we are oddball. <laughs> anyway,
0: you can always go to the website, too, at com and check out the links to all the stories that we do. Um, there's also uh, spots there to um, click a link if you want to support us. <laughs> I don't know. There's a link there if you want to become a podcaster yourself. So anyway, I think that's all we have for you tonight. Is that really? Have a great week, everybody. No. Wait, no.
1: Happy Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween. That's right. It's Halloween. What if somebody listens on Friday? These stories aren't going to be worthwhile. Maybe we need to scratch this whole episode.
0: I don't think so. (laughs) Have a happy Halloween, everybody.
1: Bye.